is not an option. We shouldn't retreat from the conversation. We shouldn't say, let's wait for this storm to pass. Because I've stated this on so many occasions, but I live by this mantra on a daily basis. Today's complacency is tomorrow's captivity. There is no such animal as complacent Christianity. There is no such thing as comfortable Christianity. There is no such thing as silent Christianity. As Christians, we have the answer. that will happen in America will be a brand new Jesus movement empowered by the Holy Spirit that will usher in the greatest awakening we have ever experienced. and today I am here with Pastor Sammy Rodriguez. Is it pastor? Is it reverend? Can I call you Mr. Sam? What's the deal with that? <laughs> uh, Sam I am, Dr. Seuss, green eggs and ham, uh, whatever, your preferable choice. Excellent. That was my plan all along, and then I was like, wait, what if it's rude and he doesn't <laughs> think it's funny to say Mr. Sam? And then I decided to wing it and go for it anyway. So you are Pastor, the, sorry, go ahead. No, Pastor Sam will work. All right. You are the president of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Council, as well as you just, re, just wrote the book, Be Light. And I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. Right now, it feels like hell has broken out on earth, and we're all trying to figure out what to do to be light. Pop culture is affected. We as individuals are affected. How can Christians handle this? We have a commitment to not embracing the status quo. How about this? Let, let's begin with how we should not handle it. Silence okay. is not an option. Silence is not an option. We shouldn't retreat from the conversation. We shouldn't say, let's wait for this storm to pass. Because I've stated this on so many occasions, but I live by this mantra on a daily basis. Today's complacency is tomorrow's captivity. Mm-hmm. There is no such animal as complacent Christianity. There is no such thing as comfortable Christianity. There is no such thing as silent Christianity. As Christians, we have the answer. We have the answers to what's happening in Baton Rouge, in Dallas, in Minnesota. We have an answer to this re-emerging racial divide. We have an answer to the angst of the political schism taking place in our nation. The Church of Jesus Christ is the most reconciliatory, anointed institution on the planet. Mm. We can bring people together, and we have an anointing to bring good news. So silence is not an option. So what do we do? We address issues with truth and love. We never embrace a false narrative. We never embrace a lie. We never sacrifice truth on the altar of political expediency. But we shine the truth of Christ in every circumstance. Mm -hmm. That's how we answer and I love that, and that's how, that preaches really well. But what does that practically look like when we have friends around us who are hurting and are angry? Beautiful. It's what we did at our church and what we're doing around in different cities across America. We are hosting D-Light services in cities across America. We just had one in Mississippi, by the way. Mm. And what we did is we brought African-American leaders from the community, and we brought police officials from the city in the same space, at the same time, in the same service, we gathered around the name of Jesus. We prayed together, Second Chronicles 7.14. We repented. We humbled ourselves. We acknowledged shortcomings. We, we, we opened up and listened to the prayers and to the concerns of each other. 
without embracing any false narratives, by the mm. way. So we're never sacrificing our conviction. We're never drinking the proverbial Kool-Aid. But we are hearing the angst, and we're hearing the anger and the discomfort. We make room for that, but we come together in the name of Jesus. Forgive me for being so spirit-empowered, but I believe the Holy Spirit, who is the paraclete, the comforter, can show up in those meetings and mm. heal wounds and bring communities together. From a practical perspective, that's what we're doing on a corporate church level. On a personal level, I've encouraged our parishioners, our church members, to, to be a bridge, not a wall, but to serve as a bridge, to have conversations that speak about truth with love, to address issues. So if I can be explicit, let me be explicit, this idea of creating a dichotomy, that you're either on one side of the equation or the other, that's a false narrative. Mm. Because I want to I understand the concerns of African-American young men who really are fearful of law enforcement when law enforcement stops them for traffic violations. Mm -hmm. so there's an angst. I want to know why there's an angst. And, and I want to address that angst. And I would like to serve with all the power I possibly may have to eliminate and remove that angst. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I want to protect our law enforcement officials who are the best police officers on the planet. And, and I want to protect them and serve them and serve their needs. See, we don't have to be either or. Exactly. We can be both and and rejecting all the extremist views on both sides and look at the reconciliation that comes via the conduit of Christ. So what would you say to people who said, you know, as a Christian, I'm called to be a peacemaker, and they're almost afraid to stand up and stand up for their beliefs? I tell that Christian in the name of Jesus to rebuke that cowardly spirit. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Oh, rebuke that it. in the name of Jesus. Rebuke it. Rebuke it. Really, come against it. Rebuke it. You're not Elijah hiding from Jezebel. You need to come out of that cave or, or that, that crevice in the rock on the mountaintop. Come out. Pick up your mantle again. Man up or woman up because of Christian fear and Christian political correctness. This nation is going to hell in a handbasket. I feel and that. And we need to rise up with our prophetic voice in the name of Jesus and mm -hmm. stop drinking the politically correct Kool-Aid. And we actually had the Together 2016 event this past weekend. How do you think, you know, right now the total is anywhere between 350,000 to 600,000 millennials gathered to worship God. How do you think events like that can impact our nation for the better? Yeah, I was there. And I had the privilege of, of, of preaching and sharing mm -hmm. on two different occasions. It was an amazing event indeed. I think these events are wonderful, they're catalytic, but I, and I celebrate them, right? I participated. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to go beyond an event. I want some specific deliverables. Like, you know, I want the 350 to 600,000 that were there approximately to, to, to come out and say, I'm going to do the, the, the following three things for the next six months. Okay. And decide that I'm going to pray every single day a half an hour, and, and I'm going to pray for us to be holy, to be one, and to be light. Number mm. two... I am going to vote in November my Christian worldview, protecting the sanctity of life and religious liberty in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And number three, I'm going to work to reconcile my community by engaging a Latino brother, an African-American brother, an Asian brother and sister, coming together in order to be light. There's one interesting thing that I wrote in my book called Be Light, which is this. The strongest light is actually the convergence of all the colors of the spectrum. Whenever we do away with the idea of a black church and a white church and a Latino church and an Asian church, and we just become the church of Jesus, oh, we're going to shine like never before. The brightest light is when all the colors come together. Mm -hmm. I want to see some specific deliverables from these gatherings. 
and that right there would, would enrich the gathering exponentially. Oh man, that just that gives me chill bumps as you talk about it. So you'd mentioned like getting breaking down the church away from the racial barrier. So I go to a predominantly white church. How can I break down my barriers but still be involved in the community of Christ? If if your community mm-hmm. is surrounded, if within the driving distance of your community there are people from other ethnicities, it mm-hmm. behooves you to to be intentional in making sure your church is reflective of the demographical reality of the community. So let's make sure we repudiate all vestiges of myopia, or this cultural monochromatic sort of presentation. We want to make sure our churches become as multi-ethnically diverse as the community we serve. Mm. So I am, I am committed to that for the rest of my days, indeed. And be intentional in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Again, if, if we go beyond our silos, if we go beyond our echo chambers, and we start engaging the other, we're going to be light and we're going to change the world around us for the glory of Christ. I love it so much. You have actually answered all the questions I have for you. Do you have anything you'd like to add? No, I think more than ever, this is our greatest hour. Absolutely. Right about this time in 1967, 68, and 69, the nation was falling apart. Riots, mm-hmm. race wars, political angst, conventions, protests. Uh, I mean, so much thing, so many similarities to 2016. And the next thing that happened was the Jesus Movement. How oh, about yeah. this? The very next thing that will happen in America will be a brand new Jesus Movement empowered by the Holy Spirit that will usher in the greatest awakening we have ever experienced. Oh, wow. I love that so much. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Sam, for stopping by. I'm so thankful that you've given us your time today. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Pastor Samuel Rodriguez on Instagram, on Facebook is Reverend R.E.V. Samuel Rodriguez. YouTube is Pastor Samuel Rodriguez. They can watch me on Christian television throughout the course of the week. Twitter is NHCLC, and somewhere drinking a caramel macchiato. (laughs) You know, that's worth it because that sounds really great right now. All right, thank you again so much for stopping by. If you want to grow as a man or woman of great faith, you may want to listen to this. You can learn to believe the promises of God, stand on what the Bible says, and have the faith to see your prayers answered at the big event at Abba's house in Chattanooga. From August 17th through the 21st, you'll learn to walk with transforming faith under the ministry of Ron Phillips, Walter Hallam, Bob Rogers, Ronnie Phillips Jr., and Dwayne Miller. There is no cost to attend the conference. Again, no cost. But the time you invest will yield a big return for your life of faith. Get more information and register at www.ronphillips.org slash big event. Again, that's www.ronphillips.org slash big event. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.